Welcome to ABC, Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. You are listening to a sermon series through the Gospel of Mark, entitled, Who is this guy? Jesus. Who is this guy? Jesus. Last week we looked at uh, Mark, and Mark uh, uh, was the author of Mark's Gospel, and how he claimed that Jesus was the Messiah, the anointed one, God's chosen and appointed king who would usher in God's kingdom. Now, God's kingdom is the realm where God rules, where God's will is done. You see, our world at the moment is upside down. Evil, sin, and death rule the world. And so the Jews were looking forward to a day when God would come to town. When God would come and rescue them through His Messiah. And God would turn this upside down world the right way up. And then Mark shows us that how the kingdom of God was coming into the world through the ministry of Jesus. Through Jesus' teaching, through his casting out of evil spirits, and through his healing ministry. And so we read in Mark chapter 1 and verse 40, A man with leprosy came to him. Now the term leprosy in the Bible covers a whole range of skin diseases. Including what we would call leprosy today. But it also includes a lot of other diseases, skin diseases that are far less harmless. Like ringworm or cirrhosis. Which can often lead to a person being covered, a whole body being covered in these white patches. Hence the saying, as white as a leper. But it also included the, the deadly and the uncurable leprosy that, uh, that we know as leprosy. It was a devastating, terrible disease. It started with, with pain in, in a person's joints. And then you started getting these uh, discolored patches on your skin and blisters on your skin. And they would grow larger and larger, especially on your hands, your feet, and your face. And the blisters would become ulcerated, and out of them would come this foul discharge. You would also lose your, uh, your, well, your nerve trunks, would be damaged, and you wouldn't, would lose all sensation. So you would burn yourself, or you would injure yourself, and you wouldn't even realize your muscles would start to waste away and your, your tendons would contract so that your hands would become disfigured like claws. Eventually, you would just become a mass of ulcerated growth. And progressively, you would lose fingers and toes until eventually your whole hand or foot would simply drop off. Ultimately, this would lead to mental decay and a coma, and ultimately, death. 
You became repulsive both to yourself and to everyone else. And lepers were considered the walking dead. But more than the physical pain, the sufferer would also suffer because of the stigma attached with leprosy. People were afraid that they would be infected and so they would stay away from lepers. Lepers were also considered to be ritually unclean. The Jewish law stated that a leper was unclean. That meant they were unfit for religious or social activity. And to make matters worse, if you touched a leper, then you would become unclean. So people avoided lepers like the plague. They were excluded from the community. They lived in separate, quarantined colonies. And to ensure that, ensure that someone wouldn't inadvertently become infected by the disease through contact or through touch, the Jewish law prescribed that all the lepers were to wear torn clothes, that they were to cover the lower part of their face, probably because their face was so revolting. And wherever they went, they had to shout, Unclean! Unclean! So that no one would inadvertently go anywhere near them. One ancient Jewish tradition says that a certain rabbi, whenever he saw a leper, would pick up stones and start throwing the stones at the leper and shouting, go back to your place. Don't defile anyone else. Incredible social rejection. In some ways similar to AIDS. When AIDS first broke out, people were afraid that it was contagious, and so there was social exclusion. People thought it was a punishment from God, and so there was religious exclusion. So it was in the day of Jesus for lepers. They believed that it was a punishment from God, that they must have sinned, and God was punishing them, and they were getting what they deserved. Incredible social rejection. It was a devastating disease. Physical pain, social and religious exclusion, a hopeless situation. They were the walking dead. In verse 41, sorry, verse 40, we read, a man with leprosy came to Jesus. And as he would be approaching Jesus, he would be wearing his torn clothes, his face would be covered, and he would be shouting, Unclean! Unclean! Everyone would be moving out the way, gasping with horror, coming their noses because of the stench, fleeing in the opposite direction. Unclean! Unclean! takes great courage to approach Jesus. But he's desperate. He clearly has heard about Jesus and about Jesus' healing ministry. He has absolutely no doubt that Jesus is able to heal him. But would Jesus be willing to heal a leper? 
Or would Jesus be like all the other rabbis and pick up stones and start throwing them at him? That explains his question. If you are willing, you can make me clean. He doesn't doubt Jesus' ability to heal him. But would Jesus be willing to heal a leper? Verse 41. Jesus was indignant. Jesus was angry. Not angry at the man, not angry at the man's request, but angry at the disease. Angry at the devastation that the disease has caused the man. He was angry at the source of the disease, the evil powers. Have you ever wondered what God feels about devastating diseases in the world? God is angry. God is angry at the devastation it causes. God is angry at the very existence of disease. God is angry at the very source of the disease, the evil powers. God is angry because this is not the way He intended it to be. We read in verse 41, He reached out His hand and touched Him. He touched the leper. Can you imagine that scene? It's probably been years before anyone has touched him. His skin is full of sores and pus. He's probably thinking, I'm I'm too revolting for anyone to want to touch. Yet Jesus touches him. I mean, Jesus didn't have to touch him to heal him. On many occasions, Jesus simply says the word and the person is healed. But here, he touches him. And he demonstrates incredible compassion and love for this man by touching him. Can you imagine what that man must have been feeling as he realized that Jesus was reaching out his hand to touch him? He probably hasn't touched his wife in years. Hasn't cuddled his child in years. Hasn't hugged his parents in years. Had he forgotten what it feels like to be touched? Did it bring a tear to his eye? I am willing, Jesus says. Be clean. And we read in verse 42, Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. He was healed instantaneously from leprosy and as a result he was no longer ritually unclean. He was clean. Wow. Who is this God, Jesus? Who touches the untouchable? Who loves the unlovable? Who is more concerned about showing compassion than he is about voiding being contaminated? Who is more concerned about showing love than he is about following religious rules 
and protocol. Unlike the other religious leaders of the day who would avoid a leper in order to be pure, Jesus touches him and he's cleansed. Wow. Verse 43, Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. 44, see that you do not tell this to anyone. And then we read in verse 45, instead he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. This guy was probably just simply too excited, too overjoyed to listen to Jesus' instruction. He just simply couldn't keep quiet. And of course, Jesus, a lot of logistical problems. He couldn't enter a town without being swabbed, swarmed by the crowd. Isn't it ironic? Jesus tells this man, tell nobody, and he tells everybody. Jesus tells us, tell everybody, and we tell nobody. But why did Jesus tell him not to tell anyone? You see, Jesus didn't want people to follow him because he was a miracle worker without understanding who he really is and why he has come. Jesus hasn't come to perform miracles to entertain the crowds. He's come to overcome evil and to overcome oppression in all its forms, social and religious discrimination diseases and evil powers, and ultimately sin and death. And Jesus hasn't come as a military king, conquering king, as the Jews were hoping for. But he's come as a suffering servant who would ultimately die for us in order to set us free. And so he doesn't want, Jesus doesn't want anyone to, to say anything until they understand that. And so rather than going and telling everyone else, Jesus says to him in verse 44, But go, show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. According to the Jewish law, the law of Moses, if a leper believed that his leprosy had gone, He had to go to the priest, the official health officer of the day, to be examined. If the priest was convinced that the leprosy had in fact gone, they would make the prescribed sacrifices as a thank offering. And then the priest would declare the man clean. He then could be restored to his family and to his community. So Jesus says to him to go immediately to the priest and to tell his story firsthand to the priest in order to prove that he has been healed 
of his leprosy so that he can be restored to his family and to the community. So Jesus works with and through the proper channels, the religious channels. But Jesus transcends them. Jesus is greater than the temple and the priest and the law because Jesus can do what they cannot do. Sure, they can certify whether a person is clean or unclean, but they can't bring healing and cleansing. Only Jesus can cleanse. And so, uh, he's meant to go to the, the priest and give his testimony as a way, not only to prove that his leprosy has gone, but also to prove to them that Jesus is the long awaited for Messiah. The Jews believed that only God could heal a leper. Or at the very least, one of God's mighty prophets. Only Moses and the great prophet Elisha healed a person of leprosy in the Old Testament. And therefore, healing a leper was a sign of the Messiah. They must have been wondering, who is this guy? He must be so close to God for His touch to be able to heal, cleanse the worst of impurities. I mean, surely if Jesus touches a leper, He would become infected. He would become unclean. But rather we see the reverse happening. Rather than Jesus becoming infected and becoming unclean, The leper is healed and cleansed. Who is this guy? Is he the Messiah? Is he God? And as a result of this healing, the leper is not only healed and cleansed, but he's restored back to his life. He can return to his family. He can return to his community. He can return to worshipping God in the synagogue. He's got his life back. And Jesus is still doing that today. Jesus wants to restore people's lives. We are all unclean in one form or another. We make mistakes. We get things wrong. We have regrets. We have guilt. But Jesus can cleanse us, forgive us, and restore us to a right relationship with God. It doesn't matter how unclean you are or how unworthy you feel, Jesus is willing to touch your life. If you come to Jesus like the leper and ask Him to cleanse you, He will reach out His hand and touch you and cleanse you. And Jesus is still touching people's lives today physically through His followers. You see, as followers of Jesus, we are called to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and we are called to love people the way Jesus loved them. We are called to touch the untouchables, to love the unlovable, and to show them the love of Jesus. In 1967, 
A guy by the name of Doug... Oh, I've just forgotten his surname. Uh, we'll just call him Doug. <laughs> Went to India as part of a mission outreach. While he was there, he caught tuberculosis, at, uh, a TB. He was forced to go into hospital for several months. He wasn't able to speak the language yet. But he had Christian literature written in their language and he tried to give it to the other patients and the doctors and the nurses in the hospital. But they all politely refused. They perceived him as a rich Westerner and they didn't want anything to do, have to do with him or his God. One night in, in the middle of the night at about 2 a.m. in the morning, he woke up and he noticed an older patient across the aisle, struggling, trying to stand up. But he wasn't able to. And every time he tried, he, he, in weakness, he fell back down into his bed. Doug wasn't sure what he was trying to do. Eventually, the old man, in exhaustion, fell back into his bed and gave up. And Doug heard him crying. The next morning when Doug woke up, he realized what the man was trying to do. He was trying to get up and go to the toilet, but he couldn't. The stench in the ward was disgusting. The fellow patients were shouting insults at him angrily. The nurses angrily moved him in really in a rough manner from side to side as they cleaned up the mess. One of the nurses slapped him in the face curled up into a ball, and he wept. The next night, Doug woke up again in the middle of the night. And again, he noticed the old man trying to get up like he did the night before. Doug got out of his bed, walked over to him, and when he touched him on the shoulder, the man's eyes opened up with fear. Doug smiled, put his arms underneath him, picked him up. He was light because of old age and advanced stage of TB. He carried him to the toilet, which is nothing more than a small, filthy room with a hole in the floor. He stood behind the man and held his armpits as the man took care of himself. When he had finished, he picked up the man, carried him back to his bed, and as he was putting him down into the bed, the man reached over and kissed him on the cheek and smiled and then said something to him that Doug did not understand. Doug had shown him, touched his life with the love of Jesus. It was far more profound, said far more than any Christian literature could ever do. We are called to do likewise. Who are the untouchables in our society? Who are the people we despise and turn our backs on? Who are the people that we need to reach out and touch? People with AIDS? With depression? With mental problems? 
the lonely, the elderly, those in a nursing home. People of a different social class, race, or nationality. Immigrants. Loud and unruly teenagers. Or is it simply the person at your work who you struggle to get on with? Or simply the person you know that everyone struggles to get on with and relate to? Who is the leper in your life? And how can you reach out and touch them? Our assignment for this week is to touch someone. Modern day equivalent of a leper with the love of Jesus. Perhaps literally, physically touching them and praying with them. And then next week, you can come back and tell us all about it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, We marvel and awe at who this guy is, this this man from Nazareth, Jesus. And the way he's prepared to transcend and cross all barriers and divides in order to show your love. And so, Father, we, we pray that you would help us by your Holy Spirit to be more like Jesus. Let's spend a a few moments in silence and just allow God by His Holy Spirit to challenge you and to reveal to you who is that person that you need to reach out and touch this week. Ask God just to reveal that to you. And then commit yourself this morning to do something this week about that. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would empower us to be able to do that, to reach out and touch someone with the love of Jesus. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.